Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm Joss. And you're listening to Breaking the Curtain, the podcast where we interview our theater idols and chat all about the history behind your favorite musicals. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the episode. episode. Hello, Breaking the Curtain listeners. We are so, so excited about today's guest. I want to go ahead first and say that Joss and I met by going to see the touring production that this actor was starring in at the time. And not only did Jocelyn and I become friends, we instantly became fans of Will Branner. He is just beyond talented and so kind. Will has starred in musicals such as Bad Out of Hell, Mean Girls, Back to the Future, and Nerdy Prudes Must Die, which is all over the internet. It really is. I can't remember the last time I've seen this level of fandom for a musical. And honestly, that's the power of Starkid. It always has been. It didn't matter if it was Harry Potter or Trail to Oregon. They've done so many fantastic things. Twisted was the other one. Yes. Like, people love Starkid and I love what they're doing. Yeah. You know, without any further ado from us, why don't we let Will Branner tell you all about his musical theater adventures. Hey, everybody. I'm Will Branner. Woo-woo! I'm excited (laughs) to be here. (laughs) This has been such a big year for you. You made your Broadway debut in Back to the Future. Earlier this year, you played Max in Nerdy Prudes Must Die, which has so much buzz online right now, and we can't wait to chat with you all about it. But first, we would love to talk with you about Back to the Future. As with any adaptation, we'd like to start by asking about the original film. Were you a fan of the film growing up? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was every time I got in the car, I said, where well, we're going, we don't need roads. I think my parents were like so tired of hearing me quote the film, which is, is so cool because that's it's kind of a full circle moment to be able to like participate. You know, a lot of people would get that get that uh, initial appointment and be like, oh, back to the fusion musical. And I was probably the, the music theater person who was like, come on, let's yeah. go. This is amazing. It's exactly what I want to see and exactly the kind of show um, I like to be a part of. Perfect. And I think a lot of audience members feel the same way. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things. Absolutely. And it just sounds absolutely fantastic. We're going to have to get there. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they've done a great job of honoring what the original material is. They're not trying to do this cool, new, artsy, interpretive thing. You're, you're going in and you're getting the Back to the Future experience just retold in an amazing new way, which I think for material as famous and wonderful as that, like that's the exact, uh, <laughs> that's what we should be doing, you know, because it's, you get in there and, and there's and there's no Marty. There's there's somebody else, you know, some yeah. new character. People are going to freak out. So <laughs> it was good. It's good. I think we're doing good by the fans. Exactly. And that's what public reception seems to be as well. Like we mentioned earlier, you made your Broadway debut in this epic show. What was it like getting the call that you were going to Broadway? I was at a Planet Fitness in Canada, <laughs> which is not... <laughs> Not at all, not at all where I pictured it happening. Um, and it had been a it had been a four month audition process. The team was kind of trying to figure out where I was slotting into the show. So originally was auditioning for Biff and then I just knew I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to work with John Rando and, mm. and that team was so fun. So I w- I had been just like waiting and waiting and waiting and finally I was in Canada. Um, and my wife was doing a reading. So I was I was there to support her. I was like, I'm gonna get a quick workout in. And then it happened there. So I'm sobbing in the middle of a planet fitness in Canada. And then like subsequently calling all the people you call once you get, you know, the the thing you've been waiting 20 years. The phone call you've been waiting 20 years to receive. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting in a 
sitting in like a massage chair off to the side in a planet fitness, like crying with my mom on the phone, pretty much was, was if you can, if you can picture it with people like looking over, wondering if they need to check in, you know, like, oh, is it? Is it oh, no. Okay. I think they're happy tears. Those are happy tears. Yeah. A lot of, we did it, mom. We did it. Aww. You know, kind of thing. So it was very cute. Very cute. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was great. It was great. We love hearing these stories yeah. about how, you know, finally getting the yes. So thank you for sharing that with yes. us. No, of course, of course. And recently you made your George McFly debut in Back to the Future. And you cover two roles in the show. You cover Biff as well. Yes, Biff and George. Yeah. So what is it like going on for a role that you cover? Oh, it's um, uh, how this time around happened was fantastic. I mean, normally it's like you get a phone call around 1030 a.m., which is which is early, early theater morning. And they're like, you're going on today. And you're like, <laughs> OK, great surprise. This one I had. I knew both guys were going to be out. So I, I was able to go on for Biff and George and the, they were planned outs. And those guys are so tough and hardy. They, you know, they barely call out of the show ever. So I mean, it was it was really exciting to like ramp up into it. I had lots of rehearsal and the cast was like really ready to support me. And they were like, this is your week. We got you, whatever you need. So it was um. It doesn't always happen that way. I wish it was more of one of those cool stories of like, I had five minutes notice and I had to <laughs> throw my makeup together and done, but no, no, no. We, it was all very planned out. Very, um, I, I had a, I had a lot of help and a lot of support going into it, which was wonderful. That's fantastic. It's always nice to know that as much as you hear those stories that, oh, it was five minutes. It's nice to know that a lot of the time it is very structured and scheduled and you are ready in the moment. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes Broadway isn't crazy. You know, sometimes it just works, you know, very seamlessly. (laughs) I even got swung out of the show before. So I was able to watch it and take notes and take in the whole, you know, understand really the story we're telling. And it was it was, you know, it's a beautiful week. It's awesome. We're just so beyond happy for you, Will. Genuinely, we first saw you in the U.S. touring production of Bad Out of Hell as Ledoux, and instantly we were in awe of how talented you are. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. I love it. I love my Bad Out of Hell teams. Got pockets of fans, but like Bad Out of Hell fans, I'm like, yes, you've been with me from the beginning. That was that. Oh my goodness. I'm a Ledoux gal. Like, yeah, yeah. My favorite. So great character. They used to call me, um, they used to call me Le Snooze because I was like, I I was, and fans would send in sleep masks for me to wear over my eyes, which I thought was really nice. I was like, that was a great way to like, (laughs) you know, be like, you're this version of Ledoux and we're going to help you, you know, take your naps better. Take it to the next level. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's notes on my nap. So that's good. That's good. No, I had the best sleep mask. We, we were the king. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, that's right. That's that right. Was, yeah. <laughs> oh, very cool. Now, your production of this show in particular had a crazy journey. Would you be comfortable sharing a bit of what that experience was like for you? Oh, absolutely. I think that was where I, Bad of Hell is where I shifted from like, I love doing music theater to becoming like a professional actor. You know, it was like, okay, there are, there are reasons we need to protect ourselves. There are, there are things we need to do and decide on going into certain gigs to to make sure it all works out. Mm-hmm. That one still would have made the same decisions, but just like it hardened my heart a little bit. And I and I think in a good way, you know, moving forward. There's been other disappointments here and there similarly. Uh, for if your listeners don't know, we got stranded in Toronto after a month. Um, the producers pulled the plug on the tour part of the show, but we're still gonna bring the bring the show to New York as uh, at City Center for three months. Um and we found out and we started to do four more shows that weekend. And 
when they we, they told us the news like 10 minutes to half hour or something like in the house it was it was the whole thing was really um really could have been handled better let's yeah. say it like it is oh yes yeah. but um <laughs> but that subsequent night of theater was one of my favorite times being on stage ever it was like the coolest group of humans too because bad at hell is such a weird show it's like this awesome group of misfits that didn't really have like a place to go in music theater but everyone could rock everyone could act everyone could dance and um and that night on stage i, I remember like I, j- I couldn't even sing my song i just started crying and like people just like held me but the audience knew something beautiful was happening and, like they were about it like everyone was participating in this like tragedy that occurred yeah. but the best part about that has been seeing everybody from that show go on to do awesome oh, yeah. stuff yeah. you know um you know, the, the, we have friends in Anne Juliet and Moulin Rouge, and it's just it, we we are still so trauma bonded from, from that experience <laughs> in such a cool way. Um, and I'm really happy I rallied and came back and did it in New York City, which was fantastic. That's you good. know, that was like, yeah, yeah, it was it, the City Center production was its own really cool version. And I'm happy they like brought in Christina Bennington and Alina yeah. Hall and like. It really rocked, and to share that with the fans and, and family was was good because I I love that show. It was one of my favorite times yeah, being on yeah. stage. So we were just yeah, so yeah, thrilled yeah, yeah. that like we had people from the tour coming back. Like that was really important. I think to it us, was the reason we fans. went. That was yeah. the reason we went. So we were like, <laughs> totally. If, if the tour people are going, then we will, we're we going will definitely going to go and support. Yeah, and it was a great time. No, it's right what you said. Oh, like, first. We did the last two shows, the two sh- last. Yeah, two we show did day. a bunch in between, but then we did the final. Two yeah, shows. we were like, oh my gosh, it's closing forever. We're we're coming. Oh, it's so gone. Did, yeah, yeah, it's we really did done. like the two show day, and it truly was one of the most magical theater experiences oh, yeah. ever. Like I still say, it's like so- from an audience point of view, that was never done anything like it. No, it was fantastic. No, you felt well. It's cool because it, it Bad Hell speaks its own like theater language because yeah. it's not quite music theater. Um. The way I, I compare or like explain it to people, it's like in opera they'll be like they're not saying la 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 to anybody. So like borrowed those opera elements, but in a rock way. And you had to like learn as an actor this different language of storytelling that was more like painting pictures as opposed to like as I'm as I'm gesturing all big and stuff, you know. They can't see that. But yeah, you had to learn this like different different style of acting for it. And I'm 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 kind of craving going back and just belting out some rock ballads that way for seven minutes. You know, nice. so it was epic. It was epic. Seven minute rock ballads. It was really Absolutely. great. Where else do you get that on like musical theater stage? Yeah. You don't. No. Yeah, they're like quick. It has to be quick and succinct, yeah. and every word has to matter. And they were like, "We're doing the full song, man. We're not. We're not cutting anything, man. Get not out cut- there." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just feel the music in your soul, man. Share it. It was very that. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Here's a 10-minute song. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, we absolutely need to talk about Nerdy Prudes because it is all over social media. There is gorgeous fan art being made, song covers, and just so much praise for this new musical. You play Max, who is a bit of a villain. And it looks like you were just having the best time in this show. Can you tell us about working on Nerdy Prudes? That stepping into that community was one of the coolest experiences ever. I, I'd gone to the University of Michigan, so I knew about Barry Potter Musical, but I had this like kind of loose understanding of what was cooking over there at Starkid. So, you know, I came in and, and I'd gotten the tone kind of right. And I knew from auditions and stuff like, okay, this is I, I knew what was I was in store for. And then I started working with everybody. I was like, everyone's so funny and good. 
I should probably like watch all the Starkid things. So I took one night and I watched like every Starkid thing. It was like probably four days in rehearsal. And I came back like a fangirl of everybody. I, I had like drunk the Kool-Aid of Starkid. And I was like, oh my God. Um, so I was, I, that was very cool to like understand the community and to come into that while rehearsing that space. And to see how um, everybody gets so engaged with Starkid. That's the coolest part. It is the fans. It's the fan art. It's it's larger than just the the musical itself. Like the memes and the moments and the the way the community will clip those together and make it accessible. Like I, they have my best moments on the internet for me already. And some, some friends are like, I don't have time to watch the whole thing. I'm like, here, just watch this. Watch this 12 minute clip that somebody else made. So big shout out there. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I just couldn't say more wonderful things about working for mm-hmm. Starkid and artistically was my favorite thing I've done okay. so far in my career was getting to make Max. Um, they, they're also like, it's music theater, but they're all regular actors too. Mm-hmm. They're, they're primarily film actors. So they spoke this awesome language where they would reference, reference films to explain like music theater moments. Which is, I'm a huge film buff, cinephile, the whole thing. I'm, I'm a director too. I make my own film. So the combination of that was the exact type of room I want to be in. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, he was like, run like a, uh, Nick Lang, the director, was like, run like a T-800. And I'm like, great, Terminator. We're right into it. You know what I mean? Like they, we, there was just this shared experience and this shared language that was so um, so fantastic to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, had the, I had the best time. I got to use every part of myself. Every idea was on the table too. You could just be like, I'm going to run in slow-mo here and beatbox. And they're like, do it. (laughs) Great. It's in the show. Like no questions asked. No, just full trust. What do you want to do with this character? Let's make it. And I I think the love for it really shows with that company too. It was such a great group Mm of, of humans of the, the funniest, funny, fun people I've ever worked with too. So like rehearsing like i wish everyone could have been a fly on the wall in rehearsals for that because i was in stitches the whole time i had like front row seats as a new star kid fan to the creation of a star kid musical so yeah yeah it was dreams come true it really was i mean i remember watching like star kid stuff growing up right and you know like a very potter musical all of that super into it and so we watched it we sat down we watched nerdy periods must die i was just like it was like being transported back to like watching their yeah. the first time and I was trying to think I was like when was the last time I got this excited watching a recorded musical and I was like the very first very first one like Trail to Oregon there's another one in there too but like you know those were like the things that like brought me that kind of joy so it's yeah. very like transformative like it'll and yeah it'll start totally and it's so accessible too I think what they're doing is so cool because for so many people they can't come to New York and see a Broadway show and Broadway HD has done their best, but it's still like, it doesn't, it, for some reason, it's not as, it's, I don't know, it hasn't caught on yeah, the way more. Starkid has. I mean, Starkid really is music theater for some people. It's their first and foremost guide into Broadway. Um, and it's been very funny to be in a Broadway show and people are like, what is this Starkid thing you're doing? <laughs> and then like the Starkid fans are sometimes like, oh yeah, that, the Broadway stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. yeah. So it's like, it's so, but it's still, to me, it's all acting. It's all music theater. Yeah. Um, but I think it plays a very important role, the fact that our kid speaks fluent internet and that's how most people are engaging with content now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, the it's awesome to see people who love Starkid at the stage door 
of Back to the Future because I'm like, we're the same. We get, we understand all of it. Like we're all, we're in this like kind of, you know, you, you uh, niche overlap. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't say more wonderful things about how, what they are doing for the craft of music theater. Yes. They're, they're, they are leading the charge in a very 2023 way of what music theater can be and what, and what it, it should be for yep. me. I think it's engaging and new and challenging and, um, and entertaining at the end of it it's it's, oh, yeah. it's the most fun and pushing the boundaries of what we need what has been done with music theater yeah yeah i so agree and there's so much more i think to come from it as yeah. brilliant as it is like they are at the beginning of like you said they're leading kind of the charge yeah. into incorporating using the internet to make musical theater accessible to yeah. people everywhere which is fantastic and as it should be more of that yeah yeah it's been cool the progression too that it's, it's just gotten better and better like yeah. the nerdy prudes pro shot is they're 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 pushing themselves as well like yeah the two shoot days we did for that was like i was like oh we're on a set we're we're making a we're making a thing you know the it's to, to to think that that started at a college campus Thanks. with whatever cameras they could find just just co-opting the potter <laughs> the, the Harry Potter series is is mind boggling to see how far it's come. So I'm I'm just proud to be a part of that team. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite memory from doing the show, or like a favorite moment within the show that just you really just loved performing? I think singing the title number of a musical is like gotta be, um, and it it really settled in. Like I I was finding this like goofy ghost thing, but it 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 was like everything I had been working on in this industry, like pointed towards creating Max. Like having done Bad Out of Hell prepped me to make Max. Having done Tony and West Side Story prepped me to make Max. Um, my, yeah, it just, just all of it really came together right at the end. And, and just singing that song for the first time in my makeup was, was, I'll never forget it. That was one of my favorite, favorite artistic moments I've done so far. Yeah. And you, you can see it too. I think we were watching. Oh, I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, he is having so much fun right now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, the audience feels that too. And it kind of makes the rest of us have even more fun by seeing how much everybody is enjoying the yeah. content of what they're working on. I really loved it. And letting you know too, these star kid audiences, they're, they're laughing with you. They're crying with it's... you. They're feeling like you, you have this true interaction and exchange. Probably the only way to compare it is like back in Shakespeare's day where we'd throw tomatoes at somebody doing bad or, you know, <laughs> like you would have this response. Like, you, you know, if you're doing good or if that joke was funny or if that was like a heartfelt moment because they're responding with you. Um, and I just hope Broadway audiences, you know, could, could steal a little bit of that, you know, sure. we're, we're very respectful, but it's like, we, I love the cheers. I think that's how theater should be. It should be this collaborative exchange between actor and audience. A hundred percent. I so agree. It's a yeah. conversation. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know that we get that a lot here in Toronto when like touring productions come here. They're like the audiences in Canada are so quiet. Reserved, like they're, yeah. they're so like reserved and polite. And I'm like, not I'm, us, though. Not me. Not us. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not me. Not us. Couldn't be us. Never. When I when I go see my wife perform anywhere and anything, even like the 17 times I saw Mean Girls on Broadway, I yeah. tap every single person. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be screaming a lot. Um, my girlfriend's in the show. Yeah. Like, so, so you can scream with me or if you're mad, I'm so sorry. Like this is what's going to be happening because yeah. I'm, you know, yes. I got a fangirl. I got to do my fangirl thing. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, we love Danielle. I'm OG like over the Rainbow <laughs> yeah. fan over here. I used to send oh, her good, all good, my good, Dorothy good. points on the app. Oh, oh, God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Every Canadian theater girly. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Big Danielle yeah. fans always. 
Well, Will, thank you so very much for joining us today. This has been such a pleasure to chat with you. Of course. Thank you, guys. Of course. Of course. So where can everyone find you on social media? How can they support? I mean, going to see Back to the Future, of course, on Broadway. Definitely. Come see Back to the Future. I'm on social media as at Lord Branner. That's just because we didn't know Instagram was going to be a big thing. Back in college, I would bow (laughs) to my professors. So they made me. Some people made me an Instagram. We're like, oh, yeah, this joke app that won't take off at all. So uh, it's at Lord Branner because uh, I'm, I'm the Lord. And uh, and uh, yes, yeah, so follow me there. I'm not on the TikToks or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad social media poster. So I, I rely on, on you guys to uh, to to be better on the Internet. But um, I'm, I'm going to get there. We're going to get there. But yeah, it's just Instagram right now at Lord Branner. Amazing. Come say hi at, uh, at the Winter Garden Theater in New York City. Thank you, Will. Thank you for joining us. We hey, appreciate your time. You. Of course. Thank you.